Welcome to Three Boys in a Bar, your weekly film and whiskey review podcast. Join us each week as we review a film and a whiskey. You can follow us on Instagram at Three Boys in a Bar, or send us an email with your own film reviews and whiskey recommendations. Three Boys in a Bar at gmail.com. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, and welcome to Three Boys in a Bar. It's really exciting. This is our first ever podcast episode, um, and right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, it wasn't exactly the way we all thought this would start, but um, hey, we're doing what we can. So um, we're all going to introduce ourselves before we kick off into our very first movie um, and our first whiskey. Um, so I'm going to throw it over now to Marco, who's going to let us know all about who he is and, uh, take it away, Marco. Yeah. Hi guys. Uh, my name's Marco. I've, uh, worked in the Australian film and TV business for about six years now. Um, directing for my own stuff, writing my own stuff, that kind of thing. So that's the perspective that I try to bring. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my story. Um, and I'll, I think I might throw over to Tom and uh, he can let us know who he, who he is. Uh, hi, everybody. My name's Tom. Um, I spent maybe far too many years at university. Um, it's finally good to be now out, of, out and in the workforce. Um, I work as a lawyer, but I am a huge movie buff. I love film. And I am possibly an aspiring, aspiring to write and produce films. Um, but first and foremost, I just love movies and it is great to be on board. Cool. All right. And uh, my name's Will. Uh, I'm an actor and uh, sometimes writer and even more sometimes producer. Um, but I've known these guys for a couple of years now. And yeah, this idea was really born. Um, we were all at a short film festival at the start of 2020 and we just were all sitting around discussing the short films afterwards, having a whiskey, and we thought, hey, we'd like to do this a little bit more often. So, yeah, that's that's us. And, um, yeah, we're going to kick straight into it, I think, guys. And um, this first selection um, was a suggestion by Marco, so he's going to introduce the film. Um, so, yeah, take it away, Marco. Thanks, Will. Yeah, so... Uh... When sort of thinking about this idea for this, I was kind of wondering what what could kick us off with a, a real bang. So I chose The Platform, which is a uh, Netflix original Spanish language film. Uh, it is also known in Spanish as El Hoyo or The Hole, um, but for some reason they chose The Platform for the English release. So Netflix describes the platform as a slab of food descends floor by floor in a prison. The inmates above eat heartily, leaving those below starving and desperate. A rebellion is imminent. Uh, It is an R-rated science fiction horror thriller. Um, And, yeah, the the concept was quite similar to a short film that I made a while ago, at least in the sort of concrete confines of like a prison. So it fascinated me from the start. But um, so the platform follows the story of Goreng, um, a voluntary inmate of this vertical self-management centre, six-month term with the goal of receiving a diploma upon release. Once a day, the inmates are fed by a platform, hence the title, which descends from the floor above with those on the lower levels having to feast on the scraps from those above. 
The film is about Goring's adapting to the rules of his cell and eventual attempts of upheaval of the system. Bit of a word of warning for viewers, though, this is not for the squeamish. There's body horror, <laughs> graphic cannibalism, an abundance of people eating food scraps, so maybe don't eat some popcorn with it, just as a, uh, <laughs> as a word of warning. Yeah, so like I said, the reason I chose it was because it, it seemed like quite a fascinating thing, and it's quite a different film from what I think most of us would have seen mm. in recent recent times um and it certainly has a very clear message behind it so i thought that would be quite interesting to explore uh so that's enough for me i'll throw to tom what did you think of uh the platform i thought this was a fascinating first choice for a movie (laughs) um just as a just by way of background, this movie was released as part of the Midnight Madness category at the Toronto Film Festival last year. I can kind of see it as that sort of movie, but it also had a level of intelligence um, that surpasses a lot of ordinary B-grade horror movies that you would ordinarily see. There's some really fascinating ideas in this movie as well, some great social commentary. And the the premise being that there are, for example... Really, there are only what, what, as you were saying, Marco, there was, it was essentially what the whole is, is is essentially a system. And there is, and that system is entirely uniform. The only two variables being the floor that you're living on and potentially the person that you're living with on that floor. And it, it was, I thought it was very fascinating how those two variables were played with and how they were used to develop character and um, progress the plot because essentially and this is uh, no real spoiler here but essentially in the story every month the inmates are relocated to a new floor and this means that you could end up on a higher floor where you have uh, easier access to food or you could end up on a bottom floor where you end up turning on it on your inmate and it was interesting how during the course of the film, the main character, the protagonist of this film was having to, was developing depending on each floor that he was moved to and the challenges that he had to face each time. It was a really great film. I thought uh, it, as a, it was a debut, debut feature by its director, Golda Gaz Tulu Arusia. Um, I am really looking forward to seeing what he makes next. And um I think it's a worthy entry into the Spanish horror film uh, sphere, and I definitely look forward to seeing seeing what he comes up with next. Will, what did you think? Yeah, wow, both really great summaries, guys. Um, well, f- first of all, it was an amazing first choice, Marco, because I have to say I was hoping for an easier entry into the whole podcasting about movies situation, and then you throw in a... Uh, a foreign language horror film, um, all of which I was not expecting. So, guys, I have to tell you, I watched this while eating a pizza. And and as a word of warning for anybody who tunes into this podcast, I would not recommend watching this movie while eating because, as, as previously described, a lot of it revolves around food. And, um, yeah, and with the blood and the gore, it's enough to turn most people's stomachs. So... Um, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't suggest doing that, but I thought it was really fascinating. And um, 
I don't get into foreign language or particularly Spanish cinema that much, but I've watched a little bit more recently. Um, so the first thing I would say, other than don't watch it while eating, is do yourself a favor and watch it with the subtitles on and the original Spanish. Is that how you guys watched it as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I uh, something else that I watched that was Spanish, it was a TV show, but I started watching with the English dub and then I, I switched halfway through and I just found that the, the whole experience was was far more um, not only beneficial, but, you know, to hear it in its original language with the subtitles, um, stick with it because it's well worth it. But to this movie particularly, I thought um, I was not expecting what it was. I thought for what they did in pretty much, I think, 90 minutes, like the runtime is quite, it's really condensed and it just... It's a freight drain of a movie. So um, I think what it says, and, and I think we'll talk about this um, in more detail, like the message of the film, I think is just so fascinating. And for this, for where we are kind of societally and globally with those at the top who have, you know, everything and access to much versus those who are at the bottom who are literally fighting over scraps um, whether it's food, whether it's money or whatever it is, I think it was really clear to me what this movie was saying. Um, and I thought it was executed using all that horror and gore really well because it was so um, uh, bracing and um, shocking to me. You know, as I said before, I don't normally go into sort of genres like this Um you know, generally, but I thought I have seen Saw many, many years ago. And I thought this was kind of like a really, it's not like it in, in most regards, but how it used horror to send this message, I thought it was really clever. And that's why I kind of was like, oh, the first Saw really did, you know, used horror um, really cleverly for that message of that film. So um, I really loved it. It was a hard watch, but it was a really rewarding watch. So, Marco, thank you. I will yeah. not forget <laughs> this first entrance into our little podcast, mate. Well, you're you're very welcome for that. And I I got to say, I'm I'm going to have to be the uh, the devil's advocate here because I, while I enjoyed it, I don't know whether I thought it was good or bad. I still can't really give you a definitive answer to that. Um, I thought the like the setting was phenomenal. I thought a lot of the cinematography was great, considering that it was quite a simple setting that never really changed, which really focused everything into the performances. Which like the performance by uh, Ivan Massouage as Goreng was phenomenal, and I'm sure that I'm butchering that name, but um, uh, <laughs> I had no idea who he was. Apparently, he. Uh, Quite big in the Spanish like TV uh, TV scene, um, mostly in more like comedic or romantic comedy kind of roles, which I thought was fascinating mm. because he carried this film so hard um, just off the back of his performance mm. and um, his like major co-star who I will also butcher this name, but Zori Guillor is that. Uh, is, do you reckon that's even close? Mate, you're doing better than I. Yeah, yeah it's, that sounds like it's. That sounds on track. He plays his first <laughs> his, uh, his first cellmate in uh, Trimagasi. Is uh, just a great foil for the first like act of the film. Um, that said, I I wish the concept went further. 
Like I don't, I felt like the 90 minutes, like you said, it's like a freight train. A lot happens in the 90 minutes and it was a perfect runtime, but I expected a little bit mm. more, more out of the story. I expected some sort of, not resolution as such, but more like a, I guess a call to action at the end, um, which we're not going to go into spoiler territory, but I, I thought that the ending could have been, could have been taken further, um, which disappointed me a little bit, but the lead up to it was perfect. Whether you can affect change to a system from within or whether it has to be affected by some other element beyond that of the inhabitants of the whole of that system. Mm. And mm. so I think the ending was actually really clever. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to go into spoiler territory here. Might save that for another day. I'll just say, look, I think the ending was about what actually makes, what actually results in change to a system. Is it the, is it the people or is it some other element mm. to the system? And mm. I think the ending was perfect because it left that question ambiguous and it had to be kept ambiguous because I think very much the way there was this theme of um, how you can uh, how you can develop faith while living in a place such as the whole, and I think mm. the ending was perfect and complemented that theme very well. Well, let's talk about the ending. Um, what do you think about that point, Tom? Because I certainly have a few views of things that I didn't think the movie did as well, but um, it, for me, the movie kept, kept me on my toes right to the end and it does resolve. And what, what do you reckon? Yeah, really, really. I'm still thinking about it. Will um, mm. after watching it, I think, I really think that first and foremost, we didn't need an answer to this movie. Um, I think the idea was the writer's intention here, I think was to create a a situation to uh in Trimagazi's view the 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 system is obvious to him it is basically just mm. a hole with a ser- with a set of rules food is passed uh sequentially from the top floor to the bottom and mm-hmm. depending on where you are you are entitled to as much food as you like for a given certain period of time before the food descends another level um i think the ending was, I think, basically what this movie was about was. So, guys, I want to ask you a few questions um, because I've been certainly thinking about them since watching this film. But before we do that, I'm just going to take a moment to pause. And uh, this week, um, so every week uh, in the podcast, we are all going to be enjoying uh, a whiskey and kind of doing a mini review on the whiskey. Now, when we first had this idea, um way back at the start of the year obviously this was pre-corona days so uh ideally we'd all be sharing the same whiskey out of the same bottle and offering our opinion on that uh but until we can all be back in the same room one of us each week will be uh tasting a delicious whiskey or not delicious whiskey as it is so guys just before we get back into the movie i will let you know that i am drinking a very, very nice whiskey that, Marco, you gave me at the end of our first film. So it's a classic. It's a Glenfiddich single malt, 12-year-old. Um, 
And how I could describe this is just an absolute stalwart of the spirits cabinet. It's smooth. It's got enough bite to, you know, really hold its own. It is in no way like this film. It is not a freight train. It doesn't leave your stomach lurching. And it's just an all-round solid, uh, solid winner. So, Marco, thank you. It's still going strong two years after we did the film. Um, but that's what I'm sipping on. And it's very, very enjoyable. So, Glenfiddich, single malt, 12-year-old, top drink. Got to be in every liquor cabinet. All right, so back to the film and the questions that I've got to ask you guys. So for me, it wasn't a perfect film, even though I did did love it. Um, and I thought that there were a few plot holes, um, including who the administration was and also uh, what was behind or what the intention was with the woman who goes between the floors so again not to go into spoiler territory but i thought that there were lots of unanswered questions what do you guys think about that and for me i thought the message of the film was so powerful that it it meant that i didn't find those plot points um too distracting but i thought that there were some mm. unanswered questions so uh, maybe I'll go back to you, Tom, just initially, mm. whether you felt the same with maybe those devices or any other parts of the film. Um, yeah, because I thought there was a lot of unanswered questions that, yeah, left me scratching my head. Yeah, I think you raised a, you raised a really interesting point before about whether, like, you know, who designed the hole and what was the whole purpose of the hole? Mm -hmm. um, we never really know. And mm. it's interesting how the, the protagonist, Goreng, is he voluntarily confines himself to the hole whereas his his uh his inmate Trimagazi is actually a criminal and he's been imprisoned in the hole and so i think mm. it's so you never really understand the purpose of it um and i i, I i'm trying to figure out still what exactly like there you're you're there are there are shots of the um the chefs upstairs preparing all the food before they descend the various floors and I'm trying to figure out why, what, what the relevance of that was. Um, and I'm still trying to think about it. I'm, I'm wondering whether or not, <laughs> I'm wondering whether or not it's some, supposed to be some kind of metaphor for God and how God had some design for um, the people of this world and how it, and how maybe that design was misplaced because of the way that the people in that, in the whole um, exploit the gift that is all the food that is provided. If they'd all just shared in the food equally, then they would all survive together. And so it kind of reveals that fundamental flaw of humanity. But I, I just want so to interject my, there. Is there really enough food? I don't think there ever would mm -hmm. have been enough food, regardless of whether people are rationing from the very top or not. So what then does the metaphor become? Oh look, I won't, I probably won't probably won't go into it. I think we should. Re I'll reserve my yeah. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool guys. So yeah, so I I think all those unanswered questions or the kind of construct of how they got there or what the purpose is or who the administration is and you know for me it had a bit of 1984 vibe about it and certainly the way it was shot really reminded me of. Um, the 1984 film, um, certainly in the use of kind of the concrete and the cold and all that sort of stuff. Um, but 
I probably align with you a bit more, Tom, in that for me, the call to action was really strong or the message of the film was really strong. And so even though I had some of these questions, I still felt that the intention um, of the writer and the director was so powerful that it wasn't important to know the answers to everything else. And it was actually really about what the movie was saying. And so for me, uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of forgave some of those. I don't know whether you could even call them plot holes, to be honest. Um, But those bigger questions because of just how powerful um, the message was. I mean, genre movies are meant to ask questions, right? And you don't, you don't necessarily need to have the answers to everything. Mm. Um, it's because of it's because we're having this fruitful discussion that actually uh, commends uh, the way that this movie was produced and how it was written. Like we've been talking about, I think the message is incredibly strong, incredibly powerful. It it harkens back to like we are the ninety nine percent movement of. Uh, was that probably like five years ago? Like the, mm. um, and mm. very much the haves and have nots. Um, mm. It actually gave me very much Lord of the Flies kind of vibes, even though I don't know whether that was, that's more of a group mentality, but I guess the, the group in this sort of thing is the circumstance because they're victims of the circumstance. But um, yeah, I, Look, I, I did enjoy the film. I'm glad that I'm very glad that I watched it, but I'd still still wish that it could have done away with some of those plot holes that everyone else seems to be able to brush over because I certainly can't. <laughs> Fair enough. Tom. Look, I I think it was a worthy first effort um from the director for his feature, fe- uh, his feature debut. It was um, a really fascinating premise. I think really, as, as Marco, you alluded to before, it really came down to the performance of the actors and the quality of the writing. Um, I, some, a quick special uh, um, shout out to the music score as well. Kind of sounded like music utensils playing against pots and pans in this TikTok fashion um, as though, you know, as though it was ticking like a clock. It was a really interesting score which um, supported the, um, the, the the story. I thought it was really great. I think being confined in a, in the place like the whole, it didn't leave for much creativity for cinematography. Mm. Um, and I do think there were some limitations in that fact. There were a lot of um, claustrophobic close-up shots, um, glaring lighting, um, I want to disagree with you there. Ooh. I think they, I think they were very creative with what they did, given the space. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, and I'm, I, I, I can say, I think we're we're coming from two ends, but we're basically saying the same thing. Um, but I think um, it was, a, it, I think it was a really, uh, I think it was a, it, you know, it, it it really required a lot of creativity for the space that they were using, the confined set, it was a really good effort. Um, so I'm going to say it's a, definitely a movie worth watch, worth watching. Mm. Uh, fun, fun, fun fact, they actually built two floors of the bunker like as a physical set and shot that using two floors of it. 
I was wondering actually yeah. that, and mm. thank you for doing that research, Marco, because I was thinking, you know, with a filmmaker's eye, you sort of start to go, okay, I think I can kind of see where the green st- screen kind of happens. And I was thinking, oh, maybe they, they built three floors um, and then the rest they kind of did with green screen. So that's interesting that they only did it with two. We're now going to get into the final segment of the podcast where we do a quick fire uh, review out of five for four categories. So we're going to look at the technical. So we're including cinematography, um, the score, the production design, the costume. Um, so that's one category. Then we're going to look at the performances as a second category. We're going to look at story as the third category and direction as the fourth category. So Marco, do you want, so out of five for each category, we, we're going to go um, a total out of 20. Uh, Marco, step mm-hmm. us through your thoughts and your final, final opinion of the platform. Well, yeah. So, from the technical perspective, I gave it a four. I thought some of the cinematography was actually phenomenal, given the quote blandness of the set. Given mm. it is just a concrete bunker with some lights, um, I loved the the lighting changes at night. How it was all the red lighting, and that was really in stark contrast to like the sort of clinical white lighting and harsh lighting that they use the rest of it. So yeah, that's why I gave it a four. I actually really, really enjoyed it. The reason why it probably wasn't a five though, is that there were quite a few jump cuts in some bits that I didn't appreciate. Um, they, I know they're meant to be jarring, but they were too jarring for my taste. Mm. Um, in terms of story, I gave it a three. Uh, I like I said at the start, I, I felt like it could have gone a bit further. Um, it answered a lot. It asked a lot of questions, but I didn't feel like I wasn't satisfied with the conclusion. Um, while it's still left open ended for obvious reasons, I still wanted some sort of character conclusion for our protagonist. Um, Performance wise, speaking of our protagonist. Um, has to be a five, hundred um, percent. I thought that uh, Ivan Massage was fantastic as Goring. Zorin Equilior was fantastic as Tremagasi. Like it just absolutely carried the film, and they should be completely commended because it's as a as a bottle film. It's very easy for those performances to be overdone or underdone, and I thought that given the different circumstances that these characters were put in, I think they absolutely nailed the performances. Um, and that kind of comes all into the direction, which I gave a three. Again, I thought the story didn't go as far as I would like. Um, and, I mean, the production design was amazing, everything else. I think it was all brought together very well for a first-time feature film, but I I would have liked a little bit more cohesion, a little bit more you know, in maybe ironing out some of those plot holes, which, yeah, I don't like. So that that all comes to about a 15 out of 20 for me. Sure, sure does. All right. Thank you, Marco. Tom. All right. So from my end, for technical, I gave it a 3.5. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, and um, I, I um, wasn't meaning to disagree with you, Marco, I think, in a confined space, I think he did a really got really good job with the cinematography. 
Um, I do agree with your point as well that I think the editing was a little bit too fast. Um, I wouldn't have, I would have liked the camera to linger a bit more in certain circumstances um, before without editing too much uh, or too many cuts. Um, I thought the music score was inventive. I really liked that. I really liked it. I thought it really sort of complemented the story quite well. Um, for performance, I gave it a four. I thought it was really they were really good performances and i think this ties into story so i might just jump into that mm. but story i gave 4.5 wait my opinion is that each act of the story was really important for developing goreng's character i think he met somebody who accepted the system for what it was it was a really great way of starting the story and developing the rules for you to understand the world that the protagonist is in you then have this, um, you, he then meets another character. I think her name is Imaguiri, um, who talks about this concept of being spontaneous, being the spontaneous solidarity. And she, this idea basically sparks in his mind the idea that he can actually be the one who takes action and does something about the situation that he is in to help others and to create change within the whole. And then the final act is actually the action. So as a constructed story, it was a, it was a really good script and um, I'm going to give it four and a half. Um, direction, I think, again, it comes back down to, I, thought, I think the story was fantastic, but again, I think this ties again in with the technical aspects that I discussed earlier. So I gave direction a 3.5. So I come out of this with 15.5 out of Very, 20 yeah nice so so far pretty consistent so far pretty consistent okay um and i've just been running my whiteboard here guys so um just to make sure that everything is is noted um so for me i'm gonna start off with a four out of five for the technical i thought i really love the production design i thought um there's something really simple um, and really striking about it and the starkness of the cells versus the um, lusciousness um, of the food I thought those two played against each other so phenomenally well that mm. um, especially when they're up on the highest level that they are at when you get to see the full um, full smorgasbord as it really is um, and even some of the shots around the chefs in the kitchen i thought that was really luscious and really beautiful set against the starkness of the prison cells um and then you know you have all this blood as well that just kind of this is full on so um so i gave that four out of five the performances i really think the performances made this film i think uh i'm giving it four out of five um just because there's so few um main players or players in general so it's a film that for 90 minutes you know really rests on the shoulder of one actor then you know a few um side players that was really strong and perhaps the direction um, which i'm also going to give four out of five because i think it really tells a story it really follows the story arc superbly but the director really assisted by some strong performances. So then that just leaves the story. And I think um, for me, I'm giving it a solid four out of five as well. Um, just simply because it's, I've never seen anything like it before. And it asks some really big questions of us where we're at kind of culturally and societally in a first, in the first world. Um, and for those who have versus this, those who have not. 
So for me, I, I just duck up a little bit above you guys um, because that gives me a total score of 16 out of 20. Mm. Very nice. So nice. for me, it's a definite check out. Don't miss. Guys, what do you think for all our listeners? Is it a check it out or give it a miss? I think everyone should definitely sit down and watch it and think about what it what it means to them. 100%. Beautiful. Tom? Absolutely. I think I think the one of the joys of having a Netflix subscription is that you do get the opportunity to see movies that you otherwise wouldn't see and mm. I think this is one of them you should try out. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that just about wraps it up for our very, very first podcast. So thank you all who are listening who joined us. But we can't leave today without introducing what we're going to be watching this coming week and talking about on next week's podcast. So this first week was chosen by Marco. We are thoroughly thrilled to have Tom pick and introduce next week's film. Tom. Thanks, Will. I'm really excited about this one. Um, as a big fan of action movies, I, my pick for next week, we will be reviewing Extraction. Extraction is an action thriller which has just released on Netflix starring Chris Hemsworth as a mercenary who is assigned to locate and rescue the kidnapped son of a drug lord in the heart of Bangladesh. This is a movie that's been written by Joe Russo of the Russo Brothers and the director, Sam Hargrave, is actually a, was actually a second unit director on the previous two Avengers movies. So it'll be really, I'm really looking forward to seeing this one and seeing what you guys think. Looking awesome. forward to it. And Ta- uh, Marco, you're going to be in the hot seat for the whiskey of choice. Any inkling what you might be going for? Is it going to be a surprise reveal Look, next I week? Think, uh... Given it's week one, I might uh, let you know what I'm going to plan. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a nice drop of the Balvany 12 years and see how that goes. All right. Beautiful. All right, guys. Well, thank you, uh, Tom. Thank you, Marco. It's been a pleasure. This is the very first one. So the baby has been birthed. Thank you. Um, and to all our listeners, thank you who, for whoever tunes in. Um, We have an Instagram page and an email address, so you can get in touch if you want to. Uh, The Instagram is just three boys in a bar and the email address is three boys in a bar at gmail.com. That's the number three. If you've got any questions or any film recommendations, we'd love to hear about them. Uh, So pretty much that's it from us. Uh, Thank you for listening. Guys, any last words from you? Thanks, Will. This has been a great first episode. Thank you. First, great first episode. You have to agree with you there, Tom. Stay tuned for the spoiler cast afterwards uh, while we go in depth into what we thought about the ins and outs of the platform. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Three Boys in a Bar. If you liked this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget you can connect with us on Instagram at Three Boys in a Bar or send us your own whiskey and film recommendations to threeboysinabar at gmail.com. Stay tuned for a spoiler cast if we have one happening this week. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.